0: You're with SBS Radio. What a morning! I'm Kerry Lee Harding, and you're listening to NITV Radio. Coming up for you now, my yarn about a new book for young people. It's called Wheeler, the Quarry Warrior, and the book was a collaboration between Richard Pritchard and Jordan Gould. And I first started off my yarn with Jordan, and you'll also hear in this podcast from Richard. Uh, I'm from the Pequodon tribe in Warrnambool. And how did you meet Richard?
1: Well, I met Richard when I went to uh, TAFE. I, I was doing a uh, 3D modelling class, was, like a little IT class in TAFE, and he was uh, one of the teachers. And then once I, when I was in his uh, class, I was, as he describes, as his uh, top A student. <laughs> And then, um, That's right. <laughs> and then, uh, once he pretty much uh, found out that I, I was Aboriginal, he uh, came up to me with this idea of Wheeler, which wasn't called Wheeler at the time, but, um, yeah, he just brought, brought me the idea of, you know, a indigenous heroine and just wanted to work with me with it. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we kind of just uh, started working on it from there. So yeah, he, how I met Richard, uh, he was my tape teacher.
0: And was there a connection or an exchange of culture between you and Richard, being a Samoan?
1: Yeah, we we definitely had a lot of uh, culture exchange and I learned a lot about his Samoan culture and he definitely learned a lot about um, my Aboriginal culture. And just from <laughs> all that, we, we definitely learned a lot from each other.
0: And what was your inspiration for Wheeler?
2: Um, uh, well... Well, what happened was I, I went to, um, I was listening to this um, original lady talking and she had some pictures of um, herself in traditional dance um, attire and I made the connection with Samoan dance, traditional dance attire was very similar. And I know that in the Samoan culture, we have a very strong female warrior culture. And so that just sparked an idea in my head that there has to be a female indigenous Aboriginal culture, a warrior culture that we just haven't seen before, or that I haven't seen before. And I thought, yeah, I, I could write that. I, I could create that Kuri female strong warrior. Um, and then I put it to the elders first because I, I didn't want a culturally appropriate, appropriate um, indigenous culture. So I actually met up with Uncle Blocky, who Jordan knows very well. Um, and then after I mentioned it to him, and then I went to Jordan, and that started.
0: And how did you include language in the book?
2: Yeah, well, on,
1: on that thing with um, Uncle Lockie, uh he also taught me a lot about about the, my culture and language. So he he was he took me under his wing to like teach me language and do like welcome to countries for a lot of gatherings. And I really wanted to add a lot of the language in, into the book. So, because so, I really want to, like, revive this almost extinct language and bring it to, like, mainstream media where uh, people can actually learn it and then, like, it might speak, uh, peak uh, interest for their local tribes so they can start learning their local languages.
0: And how did you create the names for the characters in the book?
1: Well, we'll start with Wheeler. Wheeler... Uh, was a play on the word of Wheeland, which it which means yellowtail black cockatoo. And the yellow black cockatoo is uh, my totem for the Picaron tribe. And also I also have a tattoo of it on my leg. So I thought, well, Wheeland, Wheeland, Wila, Wiela, Wila, Wheeler, Wheeler. There we go. We got Wheeler. Then a lot of um, other characters' names. We we got a lot of the names from. Uh, indigenous words, and then we kind of just played around with them, shortened them a bit to make, make it sound like names. Because uh, yeah, we've got Po, which is uh, which is from the word Pop-Pop, which means uh, baby. So yeah, just, uh, and then we just played around with them, and we, got, we eventually got to Po.
0: And how did you design the tribal patterns for the characters?
1: Well, with the Wheeler's tribe, uh, Wheelers is Wheeler's tribe is modeled after the Pequong tribe, which was my tribe, and the tribal patterns on them is the same patterns for the Piqurong tribe. Cause like we've got the main one that goes over the bridge of the nose, goes down the cheeks, down the neck, and then goes all the way down your chest and then connects back just underneath the belly button. Pretty much as long as you have that, that's pretty much says you're from the Piqurong tribe. And then you can add like anything else, like other dots or, or marks just kind of like make yourself a bit unique. But as long as you have that little thing or, um, across your bridge and connect down your belly button. As long as you have that, you, it pretty much tags you as you're part of the Pekrong tribe. And then with the other ones, I, uh, we just wanted to, um, like, got inspiration from, like, a bunch of other um, patterns and then we kind of just um, did some drafts. And then we just went by what, what fit the, uh, the tribe characteristic.
0: And how did you plan out the story of the book with Richard?
1: We planned out the story because we had, like, a lot of uh, Zoom meetings to just kind of, like, nut out the story. And then we eventually got, got this massive story where it, <laughs> it could possibly get go to three to four books because we eventually wanted that whole story to be in this first book. But then we, we were asked to well, – we. Had the idea to uh, just uh, cut it in half, and that's what we did. And then now we look at the rest of the story that we made previously, we can almost cut that in half again and make it into another two books. (laughs) And then we're already working Mm -hmm. on the um, next parts uh, after that
0: as well. And did you create a world or a history for these characters in the book?
1: Yes. Pretty much every character in the book has their own backstory, has their own Uh, Like reasons why they're in in the story, but obviously we don't want it to be like you know forcefully projected to the reader. It's kind of just there will there will be like ways to uh, to figure out these backstories just by either the illustrations or the body language or or just how they speak or what they say. But um, but yeah, there's we definitely did a lot of think uh, thoughts behind every single character and everything we put in the book.
0: And do you have any idea what's going to happen with Wheeler next?
1: Well, more books. I could definitely say that. But uh, we we do have um, like high, like very high, um, what's the word?
2: Expectations. Plans.
1: (laughs) Expectations, yeah. Plans and expectations for Wheeler because we do want to put her in like an anime TV series and possibly a video game as well and then maybe some music production as well but we do have a lot of plans for Wheeler and this first book is only just the first step
0: now I understand you have autism how did that affect you when you were young and growing up
1: yeah when I was uh, when autism affected me a lot when I was younger because when I was younger I had like i I'd say like low functioning to medium functioning autism but um but uh, yeah, I it, it definitely had difficulties to like, you know, sitting still or like trying to keep keep my hands to myself or just a lot of a lot of those stuff like that and like hard to listen. So I didn't really do well in school for that matter. But uh, as, as I grew up and found alternatives to like help me with my autism, I ended up like almost working with it and almost like adapting to it. And that caused me to, you know, like expand on the on the uh positives of autism like it's uh like creativity and just like outside the box thinking and the reason i'm able to think so creatively with my autism because i can lucid dream pretty much i can control my dreams and like think of like certain scenes like for like if i just watch a movie I, I tend to lucid dream about like, oh, what if I was in that movie? Or what if this character was in that movie? What if they did this? And I just play, I just set everything in my head and just play it and just see how it goes. And then and I did a lot with that with Wheeler as well. Just so thinking how, like uh, certain scenes.
0: How did your autism help with making Wheeler?
1: Because um, as, I, as I was about to say, Uh, With this Lucid Dreams that I have, I tend to do a lot with it with Wheeler to like think about certain scenes for the book and then once I think of a good scene, I project it to Richard and then we kind of work it off that. So pretty much with autism giving me the ability to lucid dream and think very creatively is how I'm able to think of these scenes for Wheeler.
0: And I understand there's a character in the book that has autism. Tell me more about that
1: that will have autism because i wanted to wanted to um create him in a way where it reflects on how i was when um when i was younger and had like a pretty low functioning autism but because uh, like yeah with poe he can't really sit still he can't really keep keep his hands himself but um i really wanted uh, like a character that i could resonate with in regards to like uh, my autism and I want uh, other readers to think that as well when they uh, see, uh, see Poe and realise that he, uh, he's on the spectrum but, like, see how creative he is and how, like, how much of a almost like a superhero he is and also just uh, relate to him as well.
0: And what would you say to other people with autism that maybe they want to write a book or work with someone that actually has autism? What would you say to them?
1: Like, people who would have autism... I, like a lot of people would um, uh, think of it as a disability, but I think of it as a superpower. As I said before, because uh, yeah, with, if I didn't have the ability to lucid dream from my autism, I don't think this book would have would have had like would would have been as good, or I like, wouldn't have like as impactful scenes or anything. But uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. for those w- people with autism or people working with those that have autism, this are probably. Like in the best, like seat to create, uh, like books and like just create things in general. So uh, I say that uh, people with autism having the, like, that creative aspect would definitely have a like a huge boost in in this type of um this type of creations.
0: And mm-hmm. what would you like people to take away from reading the book, Wheeler?
1: Well, I want them to know that we, we made this book not to point fingers at white fellas, but to put, but as a uniting coal. Because with, with a lot of the Aboriginal culture, we were very inviting with our culture and just with other people in general. So we we want this, yeah. We really want uh, people to realize, yeah. We we don't want to point fingers. We we want we want we want to like um, move past from what happened back then, and then move forward into like learning each other's cultures and like accepting one another, just like not just from their skin color, but from their backgrounds as well. Because again, when I learned so much about Richard's Samoan background, like. I know it sounds bad, but, like, the more I accepted him, pretty much, just from the more I learned from him. But, um, yeah, like, me and Richard has definitely gotten a lot tighter ever since I learned about his culture, and I want a lot of other people to do the same.
0: Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.